Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AS. This week I'm going to be introducing you to you, to you <laughs> my uh, coach and mentor, or one of them, um, Amy Guerrero from Regulate with Amy. Um, she takes a whole person perspective to um, working with human beings and she coaches people around all aspects of their life, but she's a somatic experiencing um, practitioner, yoga teacher, polyvagal specialist. I think she's just enrolled in um, internal family systems as well. So she and I are very aligned and I've been doing some work with her over the last month or so, um, just while I figure out the direction that I want to go with my business. Um, and I just thought you guys would love her. She's brilliant. Um, I highly recommend following her. Um, her Instagram is wonderful and um, her programs are, are terrific and her energy is wonderful. She does lots of great webinars as well. If you get the opportunity to um, attend any of them, I highly recommend it. She's a great human. All right, over to me and Amy. you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok, I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people, their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Thank you so much mm. for agreeing to come yeah. and be on this instagram live which i will be turning into a podcast as well this is amy oh my gosh yeah thank you for those kind words too oh, yeah no problem i think um you know I was, I was actually with my somatic experiencing practitioner today and having this like deeply reverent moment to of the different versions of me mm. that didn't know what they knew until they knew it and and just feeling that deep like integration of like oh my gosh like feel who how i show up today feel how 
different it is from 30 and 20 and 15 and 10 and 5. And still all of those, my body remembers all of those things that I've experienced. And so it's just been a, a really reverent day today mm. and, and quite sweet. So mm. it's, it's nice to be with you today talking about regulation and living an alcohol-free lifestyle and the energetics and, and the wisdom that we, we all have within. I think that's such an important part. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was saying before you came on how after meeting you, I felt quite inspired mm. because I find um, that you are living a lot of the uh, ways that I'm learning and working with um, humans in around alcohol specifically. Yeah. Um, and I had was also saying that I was working, I had been doing a little bit of work with you and it's been really lovely mm. and I've really enjoyed the experience of working with somebody who um, works somatically and is nervous system based. And I also really enjoyed working with you because you're not that different different in terms of age to me which I find really nice in this space mm. as well um but also because you have a heap of experience and you've been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. um and I wondered if you would like to introduce yourself because I'm sure you'll do a much better job than I will ever do but um I'd yeah love, I'd love to hear and for the sure yeah um you know no, it's interesting because I first uh, I first started to understand. So, y'all, I'm Amy Guerrero. Like, I, I'm going to start right in with my story because I think that that's more interesting than all of the things that I do and what mm -hmm. I call myself. Um, I would rather relate to you than mm -hmm. tell you my credentials. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I just I know, like I know that from a very young age, I could feel everything in my body, and trying to have words to explain it when you're in a family system that doesn't feel as much, that isn't as attuned and in touch with the physical sensations that they're feeling in their body can be quite um, confusing. And so, so everything that I talked about, my stomach hurts, this is happening, it was all treated as if it was some kind of Western medicine biology thing. And I'm like, no, it's something bigger than that. There's something going on here. And so I think that I went so much of my life um, feeling misunderstood is the bottom line. And I started using alcohol when I was about 11 or 12 hmm. and, um, and definitely used it my entire life in some form to soothe my energy and my body, yeah. to soothe the discomfort. And I leaned into it more and more as life went on, but I was also quite successful and, you know, an entrepreneur and doing all my things and just, da, 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 just being, being me. Um, I, I first found somatic experiencing and like that, the, the idea that trauma lives in the body in 1999 and a light bulb went off, but I followed it through the yogic path at first. And then 
I started Louis Hay House and like started like really leaning in that way. So around 99, I started that path. And on that path, I still kept on using drugs and alcohol because mm. they were the easier, faster way. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And by 37, I was chemically dependent on alcohol. I, just a, the timeline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, choosing an alcohol free lifestyle is one thing, but being chemically dependent on alcohol is a totally different thing because my body actually needed it in the morning to wake up and function. Like I couldn't go to work without taking a shot. I couldn't, you know, I was in it. And so I spent about two years stumbling around in the, the treatment world of alcohol and substance misuse. And I had all my ideas already about the nervous system. I had, um, I was already studying attachment theory. I was already studying polyvagal. I was already in all of this work and the way that the treatment models were set up, they really wanted to talk to my head yeah. to change my body. And I knew that my body needed to be talked to, to change my whole entire way of life. So I stayed, stopped drinking and while I was in treatment, I started writing my regrouping methodologies to really bring the body-based approach to the whole self. Mm -hmm. The first iteration of my business was called My Whole Recovery. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it was very much based in, in really just helping the whole organism and environment of, a, of someone to move through life in this mm -hmm. more conscious way. And choosing more than just abstinence, but yeah, also right. like real consciousness with their mm -hmm. body. And, you know, like my, although I used so much alcohol, I was still very attuned to my body. The alcohol was just a numbing agent that I felt like I needed to connect with before I could connect with the world because my system was too sensitive and it wasn't robust. It didn't, I didn't have flexibility in my nervous system. I was very rigid. And um, I've been doing that ever since. Yeah, that sounds, it's so interesting when you were saying that, because first of all, I'm like, oh my God, Amy, you've been studying this all for so long. And I've only <laughs> been studying this for like four years or something like that. And I'm just like, I was still like starting to be a corporate little bunny when you're talking about, I'm like, jeez, <laughs> she knows her shit, right? First of all, and that just delights me. Oh, Because um, it feels like it's, oh, it's nice to speak to somebody in our space mm. that works in this way. Mm. Um, it really is. And it's interesting when you were talking about your nervous system and how your nervous system is, was, was extremely sensitive and you could, you know, feel everything. And it was very, you know, it was very uh, susceptible to the environment and everything yeah. else. And it's interesting for me as a mum mm. because both my kids are quite like that. And my nervous system is still, and I'm still working it through, is much more the opposite. Uh, yes. Now, whether or not that is a, and I'm still working on this, whether or not that's a coping mechanism that my body's gone into, um, or whether it's that I'm at the opposite end of the scale and I'm almost learning to feel. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I talk to a lot of women well, and they're generally one end or the other. Well, I mean, and it's such a great, you know, regrouping is like, you are. Or you're in this inquiry with yourself yeah. and, and the truth is you 
you do know what it is in there and it's unwinding mm. with guidance mm. like oh wow my children are really sensitive and i'm not is that mm. how i'm designed <laughs> what exactly <laughs> yeah like can i get curious there instead of judging it instead of making it wrong instead of pathologizing yeah. it instead of you know making it making it a thing it's like and i think that that's what's so interesting about any kind of change that we're making our first sense is to pathologize and i'm like wow emma you have a pattern that you created and you're really really noticing it and you have these beautiful humans that you created in your body that are reflecting something to you and we we have this huge opportunity to get curious about it rather than than judge it and i think that there's so much undoing in our systems when we choose this because our first line of protection and defense is to begin to judge instead of get curious totally 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 Mm. and what was your next where did you what was your what's your next kind of iteration how else have you been since you because your story is very interesting oh well i mean it was soft and slow well it was soft and slow at first right like i i i got while i lived in sober living i i started my practice my practice was a one-on-one practice in southern california where i went into people's homes and I gave them the whole body experience and worked with them for months at a time and really went through the regrouping methodologies with them. And then um, I was tired of driving around. And so I started my business online and this was pre-COVID. During that time, I think something that's really important to say about my personal development is that, you know, I am very conscious that I want to practice what I teach in all areas of my life. And so I really went deeply inward during those first years. And I was $200,000 in debt because I'd been paid for so many treatment centers. I was freshly out of a relationship um, at the end of 2017, totally heartbroken, had never grieved without alcohol before. Mm-hmm. So I was on the floor that I was like so determined to change the way that people, to give a different option to people. about how they could recover or how they could live an alcohol-free or a substance-free lifestyle. And I knew it started with the body. I knew it started with the nervous system. So I chose celibacy for um, four years. I went on this inward path. I learned the energetics of my body, of my womb, of my pussy, of like how I met my business, how I met love in every single area of my life. Like I'm very much like I need to live the work before I can teach the work. And that's just a way that I operate, mm. which I think is just for me, it's the only way because if I'm off my mat and then I'm giving a suggestion to someone, I'm like, how can I give that to them if I'm not practicing it myself? Totally. It doesn't feel integral. Is that a word? Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, my, what I noticed is um, I was attracting so many people just like me, like professionals that were choosing an alcohol-free mm. lifestyle that had a big vision that wanted to do things. And so my, my business really quickly turned into helping people start their businesses. 
helping people um, scale their businesses, helping people in their relationships. So within a year, I started working with the whole family system. So I do a couple plus the children, plus we're working on one of their businesses. And I was like, this is a whole lifestyle transformation. And then it evolved into doing that same work in groups. Mm. And, and then it keeps evolving. Like the more that we're all going to evolve, right? Like that's part of the human experience. And um, in 2020, I was working for a big name um, coach in, mm. in Instagram world that I had actually studied with for a while as well. I had a great experience studying with him, but um, when I worked for him, he didn't pay me. Mm. So he still owes me over $15,000 and that interruption Mm -hmm. and that lived experience really had me stand up and say, what the fuck is going on in this world with integrity? And so when that happened, I took about a year to really let my business dissolve Mm -hmm. and see any places where I was out of integrity. And then this next iteration of everything that I've been putting together, I realized that like I have to, in all of my affairs lead with love. Yeah. Like it has to come in service to love and love to me is God and the, the, the oneness of us all. I mean, it, it, it's the thing. And so it's really interesting because there's so many people in my spaces that choose an alcohol free substance free Mm -hmm. life and have these big visions in the world and want to be in integrity in all of their places. And so it was just this natural next place to go on the path with my business. Yeah, makes total sense. And I love that you talk about it as being, you know, the family system, the relationships, the, Mm. and I know when you and I have been talking, it's been, I, I love that because very much I find often in the space of alcohol it's Mm. people Mm. often are like it's a thing in isolation like i'll deal with the alcohol and then everything else will be okay or i don't want to deal with the alcohol because i'm worried that everything else won't be okay and then i'll have to deal with everything else which is the reason why i'm drinking in the first place and what i love about your work and for me as a coach coming to you I love that you are like it's it's not if I'm coming to you as a business coach everything else is part of this right yeah and I love that yeah yeah can I say why that's so important to me yes please I'd love you to yeah and what what I real what I know about trauma for me in my experience in my body is that every time I experienced some kind of interruption in my flow, right? And anytime I was, there was emotional trauma, anytime there was physical trauma, parts of me fragmented and choosing consciousness, choosing sobriety, choosing abstinence from alcohol and substance was a real call for me that like, these fragments had to come together. And I had been working with a spiritual healer since, and I, that I still work with since 2000 and 
six or so around that time. So it's been like 16 years. And we were really working on bringing the fragments together. I was very aware that I had fragmented. But my nervous system couldn't hold the work that we were doing. So I was up in the clouds with the spiritual energetics, which was very easy for me to tune into, but my body couldn't physically hold it. And so the reason that I'm like, nothing can get left out because Emma doesn't go to work and take a part of a fragmented part of her to work and then come home and only show up with a part of you for one kid and then the other kid. Like that's not wholeness. That doesn't feel actually even good in the body. So when we're looking at our business practices and our relationship has ruptures in it or our finances have ruptures in it, then it's like, well, we've got to look at all of that so that we can come whole to our business. And listen, everybody doesn't want to do that. And that's totally okay. It's just, I'm unwilling to not do that because fragmentation will eventually lead me into old behaviors and old grooves and I will not live on the new groove that I've created for my life. And I'll feel yucky inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's that out of integrity thing, isn't it? I think it's like being integrated, you know, that whole idea of like we've got when we're not, when things aren't, aren't in flow, when things aren't working, when we're in friction, it's it disturbs everything it does it does and i think it's it's taught to us in the coding of the world to just leave that at home yeah but it's it's impossible to leave a part of you at home right your nervous system is always there and it's always neurocepting exactly what's happening in the world so <laughs> you know they're like oh we'll leave that at home i get it like don't dump it on everyone don't spill out on everyone but it's happening and it's valid and it matters it's very interesting because i was talking to a client yesterday and we were talking about you know what happens when i bring my whole self to the work environment if i'm in corporate work and I was, for me, it, it feels like I would want to be doing, that would be something I would want to be doing because I feel that if I can bring my whole self and I'm not, not in suppression of self, I'm, I'm going to be bringing my kind of thinking to the workplace regardless of what kind of workplace environment it is mm. it's going to be I'm going to be energetically more able to communicate in a way that's um, helpful then if i've come with my my very strong armor or my protection almost 
and protection mechanisms. Not to say that it isn't useful to have those oh, in yeah. some circumstances, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. But I think people are afraid that sometimes that if you bring your whole self, it's like almost if I, if speaking to lots of the women that I speak to, it's like there's almost like we've been keeping all this shit down mm. for so long. If we let a little bit of it out, what the fuck's gonna happen? It's like, it's, you know, it's that kind of, will I ever be able to turn it back off again? Will it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, and that's what I was just gonna, KP, thank you for that, because it's, it's, it's really, it's true. Yes. Right? Like all of you was not welcome there. Yes. Right? But how do you know that it's all in there yes. and hold that truth inside of you, right? Throughout the day of like consciously being like, this is like, I don't agree with yes. this, right? And thank yep. you. This is my job, right? And then when we get to that point, we can choose to make a decision if we want to stay there or not. But, you know, like in the workplace, they want to shut us down. So I love what you said. Like, I can assure you that there's zero chance that my boss yeah. is my whole self at work. But well. it's like, it's, it's less of like spilling out everywhere and being your exactly. whole self, but it's more of just like knowing that and then yes. consciously putting it away, but knowing that you're not putting it away or stuffing it down forever. Yeah. And I think that for me, for sure, well, I was, I was unmanageable. So I, it was often where um, <laughs> when I worked in the corporate world, mm -hmm. they'd be like, we're going to hire you as a contractor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a liability on H from an HR perspective, <laughs> but I'm great at a 1099 in the U S we call it 10 as a contractor. Yeah. And so I got, I would get hired as a consultant. <sighs> the whole turns up a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing of like, can we really hold that when it does and be um, unoffendable, right? In that, like, I get to be this way. And I think that one of the big things that I teach is like learning to become unoffendable without closing, right? Yes. Right? Without the armor. Yeah. It's really, it, it's, it's an art. It's a practice. It's, you know, all of these things. 100%. But it's important. It is. And I, I reflecting back on what you're saying as well about work, when I was working in corporate, I, and I know this is one of my patterns and we've talked about this, but I would get very defensive as well. You know, funny that Amy's like. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd be like, like protecting my team or protecting this yeah. thing or that thing or feeling so passionate about my work and just being so into it but it never came off well like it ne never I never and I've spoken to so many women about this it's like when I do stand up for myself when I do I don't do it with gravitas I do it like mm. I'm out of control because I haven't learned how to 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 be there and stand in my integrity and not feel like I have to defend everything and feel like, you know, some of these people don't deserve the whole of me, 100%, of course they don't. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I have to 
lose myself yeah. in my in interactions. You know, it's that kind of like standing in, and I never had that in corporate. I never, people used to always say, it was only when I got older, people were like, oh yeah, you have gravitas now, but that was more to do with how I looked than the actual <laughs> gravitas. It would feel like if I was in, uh, you know, a meeting, it would often be because I, my breath would go and I'd suddenly be like, you know, all, because I didn't know any of the stuff that I know right. now. But yeah. that to me is all linked into it's alcohol. All and yeah. everything and that's why when people are like i just want to i just can you not just give me the can you just tell me how to like cruise the craving and i'm like uh-uh not for me i'm not your person it's not about that yeah well because the craving is so many of the things that have already yeah. happened and the nervous system is going to respond to the neuroception, just the, the it's not a, a conscious decision. It's not a conscious thing of like, oh, Mikhail is here, of like that one, one of my students is here and in the corporate world is so triggering, but I'm just going to give her as an example, right? Like something da feels dangerous in her body, but she's just going around working. She doesn't even know. She, all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's having a remembrance of something from long mm -hmm. ago and people don't realize it, but at 7 p.m. they're popping open a bottle of wine and it has nothing to do with a quote unquote craving. It's trying to soothe and, and really an incomplete, what I call incomplete nervous system response from the neuroception of the danger from quite earlier in the day. And so it's, it's never like, we're not usually picking up marijuana, alcohol, any substance, sugar, porn, all of the different types of ways that we soothe ourselves. which there's nothing wrong with any of them because we were craving, we're actually soothed, we're picking it up to soothe something that we're not conscious of yet. And that's why your work is so beautiful as well of just like getting to that root is so important and i was unwilling to work any other way with people when i because i just focus on substance for mm. about two years of my of my practice and i was just like no i don't even want to talk about alcohol yeah it's kind of irrelevant to a certain extent it's like it could be anything it's like we've all got coping mechanisms right yeah some of them are acceptable and others are not yeah and I just wanted to say something about um, the corporate world mm -hmm. as well of um, just like that feeling of I, I didn't know how to hold mm -hmm. myself there and then deliver the information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, specifically with women, and I'm very passionate about this. And for the men out there that I teach and lead, like, thank you for being a stand mm -hmm. for us women being in our bodies and being able to express ourselves and giving us space and not taking power over us. I honor you men that are out there doing that. Thank you. And there's not a lot of, um, from other women and from men often there's, they, they're like, that's a crazy bitch. <laughs> and instead of holding the space of like, let her catch mm -hmm. her breath because she does have something very important to say, mm -hmm. but we aren't, taught to hold and the capacity of learning how to bring the energy down and to be conscious of where you're talking from mm -hmm. and learning the art of asking great questions mm -hmm. and holding that and being passionate because our energy is needed but doing it in a way that people can understand us right and then having our total tantrums and our fucking chaos right 
and the and like in the spaces where that's fucking welcome okay. because it's so important right but we don't want to always spill out at work and it, it's 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 an art and it's a practice and it's a way of life yeah 100% um and amy i know i mean i for one have found being a recipient of your um, wisdom, incredibly useful for me mm. when I've been having, which I have most of the people who follow me know a little bit of a wobble at the moment around what I'm doing and where I'm going. And, um, and that's fine too. Um, but I found it very, very useful. And, and I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about how we work with humans yeah. who are um, in business and what type of people you work with and, you know, what, what you're different. Because I know you've got a few different things that you do and a few yeah. programs that you have. I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit. You know, just to sum it up is that I, there's a path. I really truly believe in that there needs to be a rooted foundation in our systems for our whole selves. So the path in working with me is you if you're just learning regulation and you just want to taste it, you go into school and it's all pre-recorded programs and you get one call with me a month. If you're ready to start taking the roots out and cultivating a new level of trust within yourself if you're ready to start cultivating that like whole body experience of like I didn't even know I had a body uh-oh like you know or I know I have a body but I still have these processes where I just check out and I don't realize it for months or weeks or days and I want to get to know this um, then roots is that foundational course that everyone has to be in I'm in it I practice what I teach there you know my students are like I'm on your mat I'm on the mat right beside you and that is something that is always ongoing. Like these, this path is just an ongoing path. And then lead with love is the next part of the path. And lead with love is someone who is ready to step into real conscious relationships, is ready to step in, into a level of leadership that is in integrity and is ready to birth this new iteration of their relationship, this new iteration of their business or their leadership or a book or an idea or an art like whatever it is that you're like i want something i'm meant to bring something to the world mm -hmm. lead with love is for you and roots and everything is included in that because it's important and lead with love is going to be a 12-month experience where we literally take three months to cultivate and cook the mm -hmm. idea together and it'll be very much like a collaborative inner circle mastermind where we're working together and I'm holding the container of not yet, slow down. Are you sure it's ready? And then after those three months, and everyone will be working at their own pace, but then during month four, five, and six, then we're actually starting to build and create and mm -hmm. bring that to life and bring your unique medicine gifts all of the things that you've learned until now, bring it uniquely through your system to cultivate your, your ideas. Like, 
like what feels really true for you and then teach you how to hold that right and that will be month six and seven and then as we get into eight nine and ten then we'll start to actually offer that and practice and 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 bring your your new iteration to the world and have students practicing with you and then you'll have a whole new program or a whole new relationship if people are working on their relationships we'll do the same thing with the relationship so it's i'm very excited about it i think it's something that's really missing in the space of there's a lot of systems there's a lot of do this do that and then make six figure months and mm. while there does everything needs a masculine structure to live in a container to live in without all of these things that I've had the lived experience of of really practicing for myself that's how these ideas get birthed and feel in integrity and love mm -hmm. so yeah. that's the that's the that's path beautiful and it's so interesting you were saying it you know that the sort of systems and the kind of masculine kind of pushing energy versus this sort of different vibe that I feel when I'm working with you um mm. that feels more integrated for me um and more authentic for my nervous system <laughs> and less because you know I don't and I'm, most of the humans that I work with I you know we are very uh, busy people and um there's so much push and there's so much pressure and people just when i'm talking to humans particularly post-covid um people are just burnt out by by a lot of this way of working and certainly once you're in your mid 40s it feels like it's a different stage of life and it's not for me it's mm. not the same because i have a different you know my body's different than how it was and my nervous system's different and my hormones are mm. different and everything's different and my responsibilities are different my family's different you know it's a it's a different place and i the idea of getting into that masculine energy again is like no offense to it that you know there's always good to have some of that masculine mm. energy but it seems to be prevalent in the online space that it's this kind of grind and hustle and you know and i think it's it gets it's actually as a consumer it gets kind of boring to watch too. <laughs> yeah it, it gets boring in that but then there's also a hook in it right where yeah. it's like oh maybe yeah, i should do fair. that maybe i should you know override my body again yeah. maybe i should you know not you know spend as much time with my kids or maybe i should rest completely and yeah. never do anything at all and you know i feel like there's such a we get to play with your system mm. to find that just right mm. spot. And I don't leave anything out. You know, I have for lead with love and everything. There's a men's group that we separate men and women erect and open where we get to talk about yeah. hormones and, and our blood and where the men get to talk about 
Bialis and all of the things that come with, you know, the, their, their sex organs and their way of being where they're opening up their hearts and learning how to be erect. And the women are learning to be more receptive and open Mm -hmm. for their partners in a truly authentic way. And so Mm -hmm. you just can't leave any of that out. Food, nutrition, microbiome, like, you know, all of that is what I teach because it all matters. And especially to a busy person, there's so much information out there that it can get quite overwhelming, which will cause a freeze in the nervous system and then an inability to make any decision. And because I'm gifted with the one line where I just know a lot about a lot, I'm like, well, just ask me the questions. I'm pretty sure I could probably answer Mm -hmm. them. And if not, I'll refer you out. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, Amy. I was just saying hi, Tegan. Good to see you, my friend. Mm. Um, it's been an absolute joy, as always, to get your energy and everything that you bring, which I really do love. I am such a big fan mm. of Amy's. She's amazing. Mm. Um, I'm planning to be part of her Lead With Love program, and I would recommend my experience with Amy so far has been incredible. Oh my goodness, guys, I wanted to just quickly interrupt and just let you guys know that I've got my five day virtual retreat running this February the 19th of February to the 23rd. I think it's 23rd. Yeah. 7pm every evening, Melbourne, Sydney time on Zoom. It is going to be phenomenal. I ran it for the first time as a five day program before Christmas in the lead up to um, my great Aussie alcohol experiment. in it was in September um and it was an absolute corker everyone loved it totally new material really really focused on my particular way of coaching which is sort of a a mixture of all the different things I've learned from being a counselor and psychotherapist to working with Gabriel Marte to working with Annie Grace to working with uh Jolene Park on gray area drinking so this naked mind as well um and you know all the other different teachers that I've had over the years and I've amalgamated to come up with what I believe the absolute essential to changing your relationship with alcohol is um it's quite different from what a lot of people talk about it's not about pushing it's not about restricting it's not about working really hard it's about loving it's about leaning in it's about challenging everything that you learn to believe is what changing a relationship with alcohol is about it's about changing all of your beliefs around alcohol so that you no longer feel that alcohol is something you need in order to celebrate um to commiserate to relax um it's real so it's changing your liminal thinking it's learning how to be with ourselves and our bodies in our distress and there's really practical examples of that i'll have workbooks that you can download i'll have audio files that you can listen to in your own time so We'll go through, we'll do some inner child work. It's going to be really interactive. It's going to basically teach you all of the different things that I use to stop drinking and I work with on, with my clients on a daily basis. It's a really intense, great five days. It will be an hour session each time. And there will be, um, like I said, there'll be workbooks and there'll be tools and things that you can use um, for setting yourself up for success with wherever you want to be with your relationship with alcohol. Um, it's really, really different what I teach. I have developed my own method from all of the different um, 
teachers that I've had. Um, and it's very, very successful. And it's also really, really, really good fun to do. Um, and I was talking recently to some of my clients and we were talking about what are the amazing things about living a life that you're not controlled by alcohol, where you can just take or leave alcohol. And that's exactly what I'm going to be teaching over this five days. And, and the things that we talked about were silly little things. It's things like, you know, being able to go and pick up your kids from their method shift at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Um, waking up in the morning and not being an arsehole to yourself. Um, What's another one I came with? One of my clients said to me this evening. Oh, getting up in the morning on a Saturday morning and driving to park run and not having to worry if you were over the limits. Um, and then one of another one that was coming up for us was um, things like going to the cinema and just the amount of bandwidth that gets taken up by drinking. You know, uh, so we were talking in our group about drinking and how you know if you drank at the cinema, which used to I used to really enjoy, and I even drank at things like um, I would have a, a nice bottle of um, fizzy wine <laughs> when the when the kids went to see the Greatest Showman. Um, I remember one time being mortified because I was watching something quite serious with my mum and I'd had one of those little piccolos of champagne. It wasn't enough to get me to the movie. I had to get up and get another one. And we were talking about how, you know, once then when you're drinking and you're out, you've got to then plan your sort of how, how do I get there and get home without driving because you know, having to get Ubers and, and then and just and then just the amount of brain space that gets taken up by alcohol. And just talking about how, you know, this isn't what we were put on this life on this earth to be about. We weren't put on this earth to have be mean to ourselves every day, to not be able to be proud enough of ourselves and capable enough to pick our children up when they need picking up. We weren't put on this earth to regret our behavior. We weren't put on this earth to have our brains filled with different ways that we can get to uh to do things that involve alcohol as opposed to just like living our lives <laughs> so if any of you if that resonates with any of you if that's something you would like i highly recommend it's 50 bucks it's 47 bucks um and it's a really really great program and i think if you are going to change your relationship with alcohol you have to start by investing in something to help you so a community to program and then you also have to invest in yourself. You have to invest some time. You're like, I want to change this. It's causing me problems. I'm not enjoying it. It's not making me happy. It's making me sad. I'm going to do something about it. And then you've got to put in heart, you know, an hour a day for five days and, you know, bloody show up and do the work. And, and, and you will be amazed at the transformation. And you'll be there soon, you know, picking your kids up from the gym at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, like my clients do. <laughs> going to the cinema and rejoicing in the fact that you don't have to drink and realizing that you don't need alcohol to um, enjoy yourself and you know that you can actually literally just take it or leave alcohol and most of the time you will choose to leave it because it's absolutely nothing to offer you so if you want to live that kind of free life I encourage you highly to join my five days to freedom virtual retreat I'll see you there 19th of Feb 7 p.m and the link to join which I highly advise you to do is in the show notes. All right, my darlings, take care. See you soon. Bye. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. 
If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you. Thank you.